You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Hour two of the show here, June 13th. Wow, June? We're in. We're halfway through June, which is halfway through the year, Jeff Miller. Wow, it's June 13th. That's crazy. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, and this year can't end fast enough. I think we can all. Although, yeah, this has been. This has been a tough year. Uh, it, it's people. I, I fall into that trap of saying, "Oh, wait till 2021, then things will be better." Well, we got to take care of things now so that 2021 will be better. But hey, dare to dream. Hold on, hold on, hold on. As the eternal sports optimist, I I just got a feeling that the second half of 2020 is going to be. Much better. Oh, well. It seems like soccer's going to be played at least. So I don't know if you're into soccer, but get into RSL because they're, they're, they're going <laughs> to be playing here pretty soon. Yeah. And, I mean, as unrealistic as it may seem with all these COVID tests for Alabama players and Houston players, I still, in my heart of hearts, think somehow they're going to play some kind of football this fall. So maybe maybe 2020 won't end so terribly. Well, I think, I think that's true. I think they will play. Should they play is what more of the angle I'm, I'm looking at. Is that the best thing to do? And is as far NBA, as soccer goes. Do you think the NBA is going to start? The NBA is going to start. It's going to happen. It, but the players are now starting to talk about some guys not wanting to go play. You're going to see a, a growing swell, I believe, of popular players bowing out. And it's going to become a very hollow NBA finish. But it's going to happen. I don't think, I don't think there's going to be enough of a wave that they can't hold the tournament. I think it'll still happen. But I think there will be a, a swell of... Uh, stars more or less in the league that say, nah, not doing it. In, in fact, you saw reports last night from Sham Sharania that Donovan Mitchell has voiced concerns about uh, his big concern that he's been sharing is the risk of big-time injury after having been off for three months and then going right back to competitive play. Uh, that Those are legitimate concerns, and if anyone wants to bow out, it's their right, it's their choice, it's their livelihood. They are... Uh, you know, businesses into themselves, uh, corporations even, right down to their own name and likeness. And so if they do that, that's their choice. I I personally think that it's not it's not that big of a deal to go play for three months in, in Orlando in a bubble. I think you'll be all right. But yeah, I'm, it's say, not my money. Donovan came out and tweeted, stop it. Tweeted, stop it? that? I don't know yeah, what that so means. like Bleacher Report came out and said Donovan Mitchell, Carmelo, and Dwight Howard are among players that spoke about sitting out per Shams. And Donovan responded to it and wrote, Stop it. Dot, dot, dot. Well, what's he, and so that is over. Like he's trying t- to say, like, Stop talking about me. Like, well, I'm not that's, saying that. My, that's my question. Is he saying, Stop it, as in, I don't want it known that I'm the one talking about it? Is he saying, Stop it because he's not talking about it? Or is he saying, Stop it because he raised a question and this is being interpreted as him? possibly sitting out and those are all different different uh semantics that's why it's twitter that's what it does uh one thing that sam amick said this week i thought was really uh really interesting is he thinks the jazz are one of if not the most interesting storyline to watch in orlando not necessarily from a wins and losses standpoint but just because he pointed out this the jazz were unfortunately 
because someone had to be. They were the team that the focus all started on with the COVID-19 suspension of the season. And then you had the media rumblings of distress and and, uh, bad chemistry between uh, Donovan and Rudy. You saw those reports. And then Boyan Bogdanovich injury. And that's a lot. That's a lot of storyline there. And now you add in apparently reports that Donovan Mitchell has raised questions about player safety and health. This he might be right. The Jazz might be the hot team to write about and follow. How far do you think they can go without Boyan? Uh, what kind of Mike Conley is going to play? Yeah, that's going to be a big part. If Mike Conley comes back like Mike Conley of old. You never know. Is there it's more? Pretty good. Is there more opportunity now? Uh, in a you know more or less throwaway finish to the season, is there more opportunity to let Mike Conley be more Memphis Mike Conley now that Boyan Bogdanovich is out, and, and just let him be a scoring, uh, a score pass guard rather than a system guard? So we'll see. Totally. Did you see the stuff about Derek Favors coming back next year? Uh, I, I can almost not talk about it because it's almost like finding out. There's a chance that that really... There's two Christmases? Yes, that that gift you wanted for Christmas and you thought, oh, my parents could never afford it. And you find out, oh, my gosh, they could maybe afford it. I, I don't want to tease myself too much. Uh, I don't want to oh get gosh. my Him hopes coming up. back for the mid-level exception would be the most incredible offseason ever. Uh, he's he's a, a good guy, a great player, and uh, one of my favorite jazz men of all time. Uh, it hurt to see him go, and that would be great to have him be back at the mid-MLE and as a backup again, and as a starter, if you need it, it would be. I I I love that. Idea. Oh my gosh! Can you? How about that for a front line of having him, Boyan, and Rudy? That'd be pretty solid. <laughs> and then Donovan and Mike Conley. Uh, You'd be, that's with, a good. That's a good basketball with team. Ben, with bench guys Ingles and Royce O'Neal coming in, and Jordan Clarkson if they're able to re-sign him. So. Oh my gosh, that's a stacked team. Plan the, the parade. Three team in the West. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. You heard it here first. Austin <laughs> Horton is just guaranteed the Jazz a championship in 2021. Uh, it is sometime in my lifetime, if I live to be uh, the, the average age of a 5'11", white-blooded, red-blooded American, uh, yeah, you'll see a Jazz championship in my lifetime. Uh, that's not much of a guarantee, though. David, uh, I mean, but Derek Favors is literally one of my favorite players. Have ever. You, you ever get a chance to meet him and talk with him? Yeah, I've met with yeah. him. I've talked to him before. Yeah, he's a great he's, guy. We've had him at the store doing the autographs and stuff. Did he? He's and he's just a normal person, which is mm-hmm. rare in a professional athlete. You can just have a, a normal Joe to Joe conversation with Derek Favors. It's pretty cool. I actually ended up having Darren next to him one night randomly. I was at um, Darren Williams. No way. No, with Derek Favors. Oh, you had dinner, dinner next to him. Dinner. I see. Okay. Yeah, we randomly went to um, Current, that restaurant on 3rd South. Oh, yeah. And there were no tables available, so me and my wife just sat at the bar and literally sat on the bar stool next to Derek Favors. <laughs> <laughs> he, was there by, he was just there by himself having dinner. No, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'd love That's to see cool. him back. That'd be great. Uh, did you see the car and driver article about EV versus gas and which car is cheaper to own? I didn't. That sounds interesting, though. Um, I like that. It sounds interesting. It's about as long as the Bible, uh, the, this article. Uh, so take take your uh, take it into the bathtub with you when you get a second. Um, they go down. They go into every little situation, like and and what they did is they took. 
the Mini, the Mini Electric, the Hyundai Kona, and the Hyundai Kona Electric. And those are the four cars that they they compared to one another. And they went over uh, price per mile uh, based on how far the, the range goes on either the gas or the electric, how expensive it would be to uh, maintenance the, the cars, and how long they're expected to last. When it all comes out in, in the end, you're talking about initially somewhere between $100 and $400 over the life of the car that it's cheaper to own an electric vehicle than a gas vehicle. However, when you throw in stuff like insurance and things that are regional, that changes the entire the, the entire thing. And if you if you have solar on your house and, and are charging that way, or if you're uh, you know just plugging in and, and running up the the bill on your power bill at your home or whatever, that changes mm-hmm. it as well. And so what they did is they threw out all those variables. They threw out insurance. They threw out, as they called them, regional charges and said, all right, if you just had – it was equal across the board in America. If you had an EV or a gas car, it would be cheaper by about between one and $400 over the lifetime of the car to own the electric vehicle. But, Jeff, that's what you have to, you have to take into effect, into effect those gen, or regional charges. So what do you think? Totally. Do you think there is a negligible difference here or not? I, from a, I think from a cost standpoint, for I think it's getting closer now. I think for a long time, electric vehicles were a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. That you never made up the gas savings on a hybrid or electric because they they're just that much more expensive to have the same car. I mean, I mean the original Prius that they were charging thirty thirty five thousand dollars for was like a fifteen thousand dollar car. Right, it was a gas car. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it was a basic Corolla. Right, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about equivalent cars for that, I mean, I mean for example, uh, the, on the Crosstrek. The Crosstrek plug-in hybrid versus a regular Crosstrek is about a $6,000 difference. Hmm. So the question is, what does it take to make up that $6,000 over time? And it's getting closer. Yeah. And I think you're getting – I think the price of batteries is going down. And I, like I said, I mean, for Tesla to really make it is they've got – that Model 3, they've got to make that a $30,000 car. Yeah, and they haven't figured it out how to do that yet. Well, Most Model Threes are forty-five to fifty thousand bucks. And they did just get approval to use that uh, cobalt-free battery, so that should help mm-hmm. in, in the cost. Yeah, so if they can get those prices of those electric down, I think it's absolutely going to become a great deal, especially if you get people on solar. I mean, for example, one cool thing about my car too being on gas, being only a third of a tank of gas, everywhere it plugs in is solar. So it's truly off-grid. Yeah, that's you've got solar at home and at work, and that's all the home, places both you take. Both storage of solar, and I've got thirty pounds on my house. Yeah, yep, that'll help. So that'll I mean, make that, a difference. That's a pretty cool way of doing it. And then also, you, you, some of these still have some tax credit on them. Uh, the seven thousand five hundred is uh, the tax credit. Is I don't think you can even find one still. Can you? Seventy five hundred EV tax credit, maybe, but that's. that's I think rare. most of those tax credits are gone at this point dwindling if not gone yeah because uh, once they once they hit a certain number of evs sold that tax credit goes away right and so what they their uh, their final moral of their story is do your own comparison uh it's different for each and individual person based on where they live and how much they make and on and on and on and on and on uh and if you get the tax credit or if your insurance or whatever i don't know if it's more expensive to own 
an electric vehicle uh, insurance here in Utah than anywhere else? I don't know, but I would assume that age and my where you live. Is, my insurance was about the same. It didn't make a huge difference. Didn't it? Um, no. And I mean, the tax credit on the on the cross check was forty five hundred. Forty five hundred on the the tax credit. Yeah. So we got. I got a straight tax credit on my twenty nineteen taxes of forty five hundred dollars. That's nice. You'll take that. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. And I'll get another $4,500 on my 2020 tax credit because I bought another one. And, they, and they're and they new enough that they're not selling they're, uh, yeah, so Yeah, they're many. not going to get. Subaru won't get there for years. Yeah, because it's not a fleet that they're making of them. And they're only mm-hmm. selling it in carbon states, right? Uh, the, yeah. Oregon's, California's, Washington's. So. Yeah, we're one of the few retailers outside of carbon state that's ever sold one. And like you said, you, you you can buy one from you here in Salt Lake. You then have to get it from one of those other uh, stores. Yeah, we've in got the connections States. at many dealers in California and Oregon, and we just call and they have one available. We just send them something else back, like an Outback or something like that, back to them. Oh, like a trade. I see. How, how does the yeah, so we, shipping of that work? Do you cover the costs on that? Does that go into the finance of the deal? Whoever's whoever initiates the trade pays for shipping both ways. I see. So like if we call them and say we want we need one of your cars, we're gonna pay to ship them our car and ship it back. Very rarely do we drive a dealer trade unless it's local. Right. Well, you and don't want to we put won't miles drive a dealer on it. trade to yeah. Wyoming or Idaho very often. Not only no one wants the miles on it. Not only the miles, but what if you wreck it or what if there's yeah. a we'll, hailstorm? We'll put it on a transport, or yeah. sometimes we we send on a one car flatbed. Yeah. Yep. I like it. But it costs. I mean, to ship a car back and forth from say like. Idaho or Wyoming, probably six hundred bucks. That's it. About three hundred dollars each way. Wow. I to would... go to California, probably four or five hundred dollars each way. I was uh, I was thinking it was going to be more in the thousands area. So that's cool. That's good. Uh, this Carlos Gozin story. Have they made the movie yet? Because uh, I want to watch it. It's got to be in pre-pro, doesn't it? It has to be. Yes. It has to be. It's going to be the greatest. Didn't they? They arrested the two Americans, didn't they? That's exactly where I was going. Is uh, a Wednesday, uh, late Wednesday, or in late May, they arrested a former U.S. Army Special Forces soldier and another man in Massachusetts wanted by Japan on charges that they enabled the escape of former Nissan Motor Company boss Carlos Gozan out of the country. Former U.S. Green Beret Michael Taylor, 59, and his son Peter Taylor, 27, are accused by Japanese authorities of helping Gozin last year flee to Lebanon to avoid trial over alleged financial wrongdoing. They arrested them in Harvard, Massachusetts, at the request of Japan, uh, and uh, Zayek's whereabouts weren't immediately known. Oh, which in January issued, or Japan issued the arrest warrants in January, uh, along with a third man, George Antoine Zayek, they still have not been able to find George Antoine Zayek. Uh, but anyway, this, uh, this, it turns out all those things that they talked about that uh, he got into a black box that was uh, made to look like a, a instrument uh, case. Absolutely true, Jeff. He got into a, 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 an instrument case. They rolled it onto a plane and flew him out of Japan. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he, He's got a book coming out in September. Oh, who's right? So Who wrote Bloom, that? And Bloomberg's confirmed in February that Gosen started to work with Michael Ovitz, so the founder of creative arts agency, CAA, and the former president of Walt Disney. 
Oh and a U.S. report also claimed in January that he started considering turning his life story into Hollywood blockbuster. Oh, and he yeah. met with John Lesher, the Hollywood director and Oscar-winning movie of the Oscar-winning movie Birdman. Yeah, I'm seeing right here that it's in. Uh, there's plans for a TV series and a movie uh, about Carlos Gozan. And they asked him, "Who would you like to play you?" And he said, "I don't mind. I don't really care." <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. I think I'd want some say in who portrays me. I mean, just looking at him, I'm trying to figure who do you think should play him? Who's the guy? Oh, uh, who's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Rowan Atkinson, although he's not a very much a dramatic actor. Mr. Bean. Yeah. He just kind of looks like him. Um, what's the name of the guy? Al Pacino. What's the name of the bad dad in rookie of the year? Rookie of the Year, man, that's I don't an old know. movie. We're uh, going, we're going way back. Nineteen ninety-three. The da- Gary Busey? No, he was a pitcher. No, he was the good dad. The guy who's like the agent, Dan Hedaya. Oh, oh, he does look like Dan Hedaya. Absolutely, Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya would Hedaya. be perfect for it. That's a good call. He looks just like Dan Hedaya. Yep. That that's who should be it. If he's not available, I think Pacino kind of looks like him a little bit, but yeah, Pacino could pull it off. But I don't but know. Dead it looks like exactly like him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call by you. Absolutely. In fact, there's one picture online of them uh, next to each other. Not like they were together, but they've someone's put their pictures next to each other and said, which one is Dan Hedaya, which one is Carlos Gozan. So perhaps that's already in the works. Crazy. Anyway, I, I can't wait to see it uh, whenever it comes out. Even Even though I think he's a bad guy and I think he's done some wrong things, he's got an incredible story to tell that's for sure and i think that dan hedaya has been in a lot better movies than rookie of the year i don't know why that's the one that got me up there well that's that's what wasn't he was he on the wonder years what was dan hedaya best known for no uh quantum leap is his show right wasn't he uh the the guy in quantum leap let me see quantum leap he he was carla's ex-husband in cheers Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Who was the guy on Quantum Leap? Uh, He's in The Usual Suspects. He was the dad in Clueless. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm thinking of Dean Stockwell. Never mind. Oh, Dan Hedaya. Yeah, the the, uh, rookie of the year. His best known work. (laughs) (laughs) It's really really as far as as Jeff and I are concerned. That's what I remember him from. Well, that's what I remember Gary Busey from, too. That and Point Break. So. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, elsewhere in, in the car industry, uh, we mentioned Hertz filing for bankruptcy. Uh, Ford and Mustang are also having a, uh, or Ford Mustang, I should say, are having a file, a class action suit filed against them over manual transmission woes. And now this is interesting, Jeff, because uh, in a in a moment I got to talk to you about my experience with the uh, 2020 Subaru Forester a couple weeks ago, but. Uh, when they uh, rolled, the, when they first were going to give me my loaner for for when my car was getting fixed, they brought me a manual, and I had to very shamefully say I've only driven a manual like twice in my life. I don't, I don't think I. <laughs> you had to turn it down because you don't have. And yeah. the the guy I just took that manual out of service last this week. The guy, oh, did you? Yeah. Well, the the guy yeah. looked at me, and I could see it in his eyes. He's like, "You host the car show." that this uh, company owns and you don't know how to drive a manual. I was so ashamed. I was very embarrassed, but 
the Ford Mustang, if you're going to get a Mustang, a, a power car like that, you kind of want it to be a manual, don't you? So you can uh, do the old uh, shifting and, and feel like you're playing California Cruising at the arcade again. Well, the problem is the transmission slips, it jerks, it clashes gears and harshly engages. It has <laughs> premature internal wear, increased shift efforts, inability to drive, and eventually suffers a catastrophic failure, according to a class action lawsuit that was filed against the automaker. The suit also notes that transmission replacements does not in, does not solve the issue. Repairing or replacing the defective parts does not resolve the transmission defect because the customer is left with inherently defective parts or receives another defective part in its place. Hmm. Uh, they are seeking $5 million in damages. It's not Ford's first issue with transmissions. Earlier this year, they settled a lawsuit over the power shift dual clutch automatic trans uh, transmission found in 11 through 16 Fiestas and 12 through 16 Focus. Uh, $5 million Focus. doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't. That seems like there's only... Uh, uh, You're you talking know, about those transmissions on those Mustangs aren't cheap. Uh, the six-speed transmission between 11 and 19, 2011 and 19 model years. Yeah, that's a lot of those. Like, that doesn't be. seem like enough money, $5 million. Like, if, if I was Ford, I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> right, here. here's. In fact, take seven, just because. <laughs> and never talk about it again. Yeah, that's give everybody give everybody who has one hundred dollars and call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, so be it. Uh, in Berlin, they are considering making people buy a bus pass. You have Why? To, the, you have to have a bus pass uh, if you live and work in Berlin. At least they're considering that. They're calling it the citizen's ticket because that dresses it up a little bit better i guess it could cost residents as much as a current annual subscription of 862 dollars a year their idea here is that they think if people own a bus pass they will leave their cars at home and take the bus but i got news for you berlin if people aren't voluntarily buying a bus pass they're not going to use the bus pass when they're forced to buy the bus pass. Right. And it's the same thing. It's just like, why don't they just, if, if that's what they want to do and they want to force it, shouldn't they just raise taxes on everybody? Raise the make taxes. Buses free? Yep. That Right. Make public transportation free and, and have it paid for by taxes. Then people will right, say, totally. okay, it doesn't make sense for me to own and drive a vehicle. I can go for I free. I guess the argument is, is if I went out and I actually had to spend money and buy a bus pass, then I'm going to use it because I had to physically buy it. Maybe. Getting everyone in the country to buy an $800 bus pass. Yeah. Good luck. But that's the other that's idea silly. there. My argument with that is I see where you, I see what you're making, what you're saying, and it makes sense. But if I'm also still paying a monthly lease or uh, finance on a car I own, and I have to buy a bus pass, I'm going to rather drive the car I pay for than sit on a bus with a bunch of strangers. I guess their idea is that if you have a bus, if you have to buy a bus pass, then you're not going to buy another car. Right, you'll just when that lease runs out. Yeah, they also their system includes ten subway lines, twenty two tram lines, more than one hundred fifty bus lines, and several ferries. Uh, obviously, it's a commuter town now, Berlin. Uh, although there are, uh, I say that there's three point six million people uh, in the in recent years. Uh, it's gone up in the population to 3.6 million in the city of Berlin. 
That is a that's a nightmare. I'm glad I don't have to. And by the way, do you speak German? I don't. I don't. The so the proposal is the citizens pass is, is I think it's called a Berger ticket. Is how you say that. Good way to good way to raise three billion dollars, though. That's it's fine to force people to give you their money, <laughs> man. Right, man. All right, we'll take a, a break. Coming up on the other side, we're still looking for what your summer plans are. Are you going to fly? Are you going to drive? Are you going anywhere this summer? 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. And Jeff's going to tell me if I am a better fit for a 2020 Forester or Outback next here on Utah Car Sense. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, a car thief in Draper coming up in just a moment. And also we've got to talk about the 2020 Outback and Forrester comparisons Right now at 855-340-ZONE, we're looking for your plans this summer. Are you going to drive? Are you going to fly? Are you sitting tight? What are you feeling during this pandemic summer? 855-340-ZONE, and our good buddy Chad is back on the show. Hey, Chad, how's it been? Uh, doing pretty well. Um, I had a question. My wife and I bought the, one of the very first uh, Forester Sports um, when they came out last year, or 2019. And we love everything about it, um, except the windshield. Um, shortly after we got it, I noticed a little split right at the bottom, just kind of peeking out from under the seal. It wasn't even like an eighth of an inch. And the next day, of course, it was sunny and it split all over the place. And I've read online that a lot of people have had problems with those windshields. Do you guys know anything about that? Much on the Forester windshield, we've heard it, there was an Outback windshield a little bit ago that had some issues with crack, with cracking on it. But I haven't heard as much on the Forester issue. But that's something we I can we can definitely look at if you've had multiple issues with it. Do you have the uh, the eyesight technology in that card, Chad? Well, we do, and that was the other distressing part. Is eleven hundred bucks a pop? I was like, oh, that's expensive. Yeah, we, we it's yeah the heated one with the eyesight and everything. Yeah, and I've read online that they I guess. And I don't know, you never know what you can trust or not, but it says that they swapped windshields back in, like, 17 to a different model huh. and uh, got people have reported problems since then. One guy on a blog said he's replaced, like, four times in the first, like, year and a half. And I'm really? like, yeah, that's brutal. But wow. just curious if they are looking at that and if it's an issue or just crappy luck. Well, Utah's roads are tough on windshields. That's for sure. To start right there, regardless <laughs> yeah. of the vehicle. It's... I, th- I think the, manufa- the manufacturer is aware of the issue. Are they? And I think Good. they are looking at it. I think at this point it's under investigation. I don't know if there's anything that's come out on it. But okay. one thing we have, though, especially with Utah and the windshield, one thing we've been doing a lot of at our stores, we've been selling windshield insurance. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I took advantage of that when we started our, our lease, and I'm glad we did, for sure. It's totally worth it. What windshields could, have gotten these windshield insurance for six hundred bucks. You can get a windshield coverage that'll cover up to five thousand dollars in windshields. What can Chad do wow. uh, now, though, uh, about this? Is his option only to replace the the windshield and then try to get with the manufacturer and get some kind of deal back, or what would your suggestion be, Jeff?
Oh, I think we lost we Jeff. We may have lost Jeff for a second there. Okay, lost Jeff for just a moment. Well, Chad, that's terrible luck, buddy. Uh, I, I hope that you can. If, if the manufacturer is aware of there being a problem, maybe there would be something that comes out later where they issue a, a coupon or a, some kind of voucher to get your money back yeah. or get a new a new windshield. But in the meantime, it sounds like you might have to just get it replaced and then deal with that later. Now, you said it's at the bottom of the windshield. Is that is It's not in the range of the ice site if it's at the bottom, right? It it eventually works its way up there. It started just like a little eighth of an inch, just barely peeking out from under the seal. Yeah. And then it split all the way up, of course, like I it always see. does. I see. Yeah. Um, once it, the weather got to it. Well, uh, make sure you have a certified place like Mark Miller Subaru do that for you. You don't want to get someone that doesn't know how to calibrate those machines, but... Oof, right. Tough, buddy. Tough. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> we'll see if Jeff no comes problem. back and has a better answer for you. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. You Bye. too. It's 855-340-ZONE to be right, part go. of the show. Jeff, you back with us here? Jeff, we hear you. You there? Jeff, you're you're not coming through on, right. on your mic. We're missing Jeff here. Uh, perhaps the Wi-Fi at the old uh, Jeff yeah, Miller Jeff, residence we, is uh, down. Uh, can't quite hear you. We'll go ahead and figure that out. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. If you want to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Eric, do you have Jeff's phone number? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, if you want I'm going to gonna me. text it to you. You can uh, give him a call and get him back on that way, all right? Okay, sounds uh, good. Meanwhile, in Draper, this past weekend, or I guess yesterday is what I'm assuming. Yeah, yesterday, there was a crazy story. That uh, of uh, a car thief that was going house to house there in Draper, and uh, just trying to send this over to Eric right now. There you go; it's on its way. Uh, he was going house to house. He'd steal one car, take it somewhere, come back, steal another. Well, after thousands of dollars of vehicles and property were stolen from this neighborhood, homeowners decided to aid in the look for the uh, in the investigation. This from Brittany Tate of KSL TV. And their diligence led them to the suspected thief. Our kids woke up this morning. We had to tell them the dirt bikes, the trailer, the truck, they were all gone, Melanie Kennedy said. With the world being so restless right now and emotional, it's easy to feel vulnerable and worried. Kennedy shared surveillance video that showed her truck, which was connected to a new enclosed trailer holding three motorcycles, being broken into and driven off her property. This criminal knew what they were doing, Kennedy said. We have the Ford Pass mobility app so we can track our truck. The thief disabled that device immediately. A few a few houses down at the Milne residence, Draper City Police said the thief stole an unlocked Range Rover Evoke. We decided to use social media to our own benefit to catch these guys because it was really scary to watch them hit house after house in our neighborhood, said Brooke Milne. We're not going to sit back and be victims. Well, after police uh, filed reports and called insurance companies, David Milne and Matt Kennedy took action. The public wants to help. So on Facebook, someone notified us that a truck with my description had rammed into a mailbox in Eagle Mountain. So we headed down that way, Matt Kennedy said. David and Matt spoke with some Utah County Sheriff's deputies during their search. The deputies suggested they head down Five Mile Road because it's a popular area for dirt bikes and ATVs. As the two men headed back, they noticed a man walking alone on the empty stretch of road. Something about the man caught Matt's eye. Wait, that's my company's logo. He's got my company hat on, 
I was piecing it together. He had taken that hat from my stolen truck, and now he was wearing it. Uh, Matt works at Akima Credit, which has a unique recognizable logo. So the two pulled over and offered the man a ride. I yelled, hey, where are you going? And he said he needed a lift to get a drink at the Smith's or the nearest gas station. So they successfully got the man in the vehicle. As they were driving to the gas station, they let one of their wives know, hey, get the police and have them meet us there. And when they got to the gas station, the police were waiting. The suspect, uh, as they were driving, they talked to the suspect about their stolen property, and he showed no emotion or reaction whatsoever. When they got to the gas station and the suspect saw the police, he fled. And according to David Milne, he said, The police officers we met today were incredible. The pursuing officer chased the suspect, jumped four fences, and caught him. Excellent police work. And according to jail records, Russell was previously arrested on March 3rd for stealing another person's identity documents. So even though they haven't located the stolen trucks and uh, trailer and dirt bikes yet, they do have the suspect in custody thanks to these uh, people posting about it on Facebook and the community in Eagle Mountain saying, hey, I saw your truck out here. What a, that's an incredible, crazy story. Now, Jeff, have you, crazy. have you ever had your car stolen or anything stolen from you, Jeff? I have. I had a Tribeca back in the day stolen out of my driveway. Re- was it unlocked, or how did they get in? Um, I think, I believe my wife left it unlocked. Yeah. that's It says yeah, here that but... both these cars were unlocked, um, which is a common mistake people make. We, we feel safe in our neighborhoods, and we don't think, uh, we don't always think about that, but... Uh, I've gotten in the habit even of locking my car inside the garage because if someone could somehow get into my garage, at least they won't be able to then just immediately get into my car. But yeah, we found out when we found it, we ended up finding it It was part of like a car theft sting where they had like 20 different cars. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And they like had our uh, laptop and a whole bunch of other stuff that we lost. It was crazy. So did did you get the car back? Is the, uh, yeah, we ended up getting the car back, and then we ended up getting some of the stolen goods because the person who stole it and attempted. So when they they ended up getting busted, and they had all the stolen goods in another car, <laughs> and so they returned the other car to another gentleman who had his car stolen. Oh wow! And they returned it to the other gentleman with all the stolen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so he calls me. He's like, "I've got this laptop. It says Mark Miller shoes on it." <laughs> Yeah, that's ours. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, it's nuts. I've never had my car stolen. I've had my car broken into before, but never had my car stolen. I can't imagine the the and just seeing these this surveillance video that these people have on their houses, and seeing this guy walking around and shining flashlights in their windows. It's so unsettling, and it's, it's totally so, it feels so vulnerable as as a. Melanie Kennedy said that. that's a good word for it, but I'm yeah, glad that they got the guy. Dealership every once in a while too. Off the dealership lot? Yeah, happens oh, off the dealership geez. lot. Test drives. We had a guy that stole a car on a test drive the other day. How, how does he think he's going to get away with that? He's not. A, these aren't smart criminals. No, it, it's stealing from a. We have his driver's license copy. Right. Know who he is? <laughs> it's only a matter Drove of time. Drove away with here. the car. Never brought it back. And we're just calling. Say, you can either bring this car back right now. Or you'll have a police car following you because reporting it's slow. <laughs> Didn't do anything, so you send the police to go get him. Oh my gosh! And plus, not to mention, when you're stealing a vehicle off of a car lot, there's going to be a lot of surveillance video around you. 
Yeah, we've got a lot of video of him. We yeah. know what he looks like. <laughs> you've got traffic cams. You've got other businesses around you. You've got your own surveillance video. It's one thing to brazenly steal one off someone's driveway, but, man, to take it from a business, that is so stupid. Most driveways these days have ring doorbells and yes. things like that. They have cameras. Absolutely. And that it's it's just not worth it. Just don't do it. But hopefully no. these people get their, their stuff back. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, we'll get to, out to, to a phone call here, but then, Jeff, I'm going to run that question by you that we lost you uh, the connection on with Chad and his windshield. But in the meantime, Alan has called in. Hi, Alan. Hey, how's it going today, boys? Good. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I was just calling about um, the windshield guy. Oh, okay. And um, I've had, I have a, a, an Outback, and now I have a Crosstrek. And um, the, the, the eyesight's really not part or in, uh, mounted to the windshield. Um, no. I've been over to my glass company here in Kaysville, and uh, he was talking to me about it. And I said, what if I have to replace this windshield on this Crosstrek? And he said, it's not any different, really, than any other windshield we do. And also, through my insurance company, I have a glass package. Yeah. And uh, it's zero price, zero for a, a new windshield. So I just thought I'd point that yeah, out to yeah, the Yeah, here's something on that insurance guy. policy, though. So when you get your insurance policy, you need to make sure you tell on that insurance claim, make sure you're asking for OEM glass. Because the safe light guys want to say that it's the same. It is actually not the same material inside the windshield as far as how you, you know, I talked to the I talked to the guy about that and uh, the windshield guy. And I said, hey, I, I need a windshield for my Outback. And uh, he said, and he ordered one up and it came right out of the Subaru uh, place in Salt Lake. So yeah. the first one we got was, and then the next one I got, he said the Subaru, the insurance wouldn't cover that one, but there was one that's the, made by uh, Pilkington, or mm-hmm. Pilkington makes, them, makes about 85% of all the windshields huh. that are replaced, and it was exactly like the factory one, and I've had zero problems with it. Yeah, and I just think it's interesting. It, it can come, they, we have had aftermarket windshields on that affect the eyesight, the capability of the eyesight to work. Oh, all righty. So well, I just thought it just depends on the way. It really depends on the windshield on. So, like what we were talking about, that insurance coverage that we sell, up to, it's kind of like your insurance company, is mm-hmm. one thing that we required them when we signed up with this company, is that oh. it had to be manufacturer glass that they replace with. So, if Jeff, if yeah. if, if they get it replaced with that aftermarket uh, glass, can we still get the eyesight cameras calibrated to that aftermarket glass or no? That it'll still calibrate. It's just. Depending on some of the glasses, it will cause issues. I see. No, I'm not saying all of them, but it, we have had issues with some of those aftermarket oh. glasses. Well, I appreciate the well, call, so so, Keep an eye on so that. Our yeah. recommendation will always be to try and get SafeLight or whoever does it to do it with OEM glass, just because it guarantees it to work. And that's yeah. a big reason a lot of people are buying Subarus right now is because of that eyesight. Great call, though, Alan. Thanks for, for pointing that out because I, I think that that's important for a guy like Chad and anyone else out there to know that you got to make sure that you're getting the right glass. It sounds like uh, the one he got was straight from Subaru, so that's good. Uh, Jeff, uh, back to Chad and his windshield then. What, what, would, you, what would be your suggestion to him, what, how he should go about getting this done? If, you, if the manufacturer is aware that there may be a problem with that windshield, should Chad get it replaced 
now or wait for the manufacturer to do something? I mean, I think a good idea would be to get it on record. So have them call one of our stores and have a creative repair order on it. So at least it's in there. So there's a record of his broken windshield. And then if something comes down the road where they do do a class action or something like that, then there'll be a reimbursement on it. That's how it generally works. So so get it known that you... Yeah, we're happy to. You can bring it in and we'll look at it and see if there's something where it's... Because some of those broken windshields can come from a defect. Okay. If it comes from a certain on the windshield, it doesn't come from a dam- road damage. Some of those are actually covered. And you'd be able to tell. Uh, yeah, we can tell it. pretty quick. Yeah. So it'd be in Chad's best interest to get it brought in or bring it in and have you guys look at it before he just gets it replaced. Okay. Totally. Uh, there you go. If you got summer plans, still wondering if people are flying or driving this summer or staying put, 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear from you. While we're talking about uh, Subaru here, Jeff, uh, we've talked a lot of times on the show about my lease of my 2018 Crosstrek, and we've just loved it. But when we leased it, it was just the wife and I, and now we've got a little cute cute little monster that runs our lives. Uh, and, There's a lot and, of stuff. And she's got so much stuff. So much stuff. Uh, and so we need to, as the lease is coming up here in October, we're looking to get a little bigger. Not too bigger. Uh, my wife would love the ascent, but I, I think that we don't need to go that big. Uh, I think right little, I mean that's probably a little too big for what you guys yeah. look. And so I we we've we've that. driven the Outback and the Forester, and I am equally in love with both of them. The Forester, I like how it sits up higher. You you have a lot of cargo space, uh, it, but the Outback is I think fourteen inches longer than the the Forester, and so I'm kind of at odds here. What would be your suggestion? I think for a young family like yours, I would I'd probably lean you more towards the Forester. Would you? Like a Forester or a Forester Sport model? Yeah. Oh, the Sport. Yeah, that's what we were driving. I would definitely want the Sport. Yeah, I would probably lean you towards the Forester Sport just because of what it is. I mean, I just think that it's you get the versatility and everything you're pretty much looking for, and it'll be really more Outback will. An Outback would be a lot bigger change in your Crosstrek than a Forester would. Uh, you mean as far as the the drive or the space? Just how it drives and what you're used to with it. Yeah, okay. I think it's not as big of a jump. Now and you're gonna save a little bit of money going to the Forester as well. I was gonna say. I, I was looking, and it's not to say that the Outback is outpriced, but it is a lot more economical to get the Forester. And so that's I was kind of leaning on my wife a bit and saying, "Now ah, you might want to drive the Forester and see if you like it just as much, if not better." And so we'll have to do that. But I know I also know there's a uh, – what, what are you down to now? 50-something-day supply on your lots? Yeah, we're down, we're down to 40 days, supply. we're running a little low. Forrester actually have better supply than Outback, though. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, because so. the factory didn't shut down in Japan as much. Oh, so the Forrester is made in Japan? Yes. And the Outback is made in Indiana? Mm-hmm. Is the Crosstrek also made in Japan, or is that an Indiana product? The Crosstrek is made in Japan. So the Crosstrek and Forester are are the Crosstrek, uh, Forester, WRX, SDI. They're all made in Japan. Outback, Preza, Legacy, Ascent is made in Indiana. And that's and that's the or Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Lafayette. Uh, and that's what, what was it, the Universal Frame? What did we call that? That they went to where it, it was easier to go from. Uh, uh, cr- yeah, so uh, outback to an ascent. Yeah. yeah, frame. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Uh, I'm uh, we're we're really excited, and I'll tell you what, uh, everyone out there, I, I, driving that Forester Sport, I felt like uh, I felt like I was in a race car, but was safe. If that makes any sense, I was in a, it's an SUV. It's make no mistake about it, but I didn't feel like I was in like we also we have a CRV, and it, that's like the Honda version of the Forester. And I much preferred to be in that Forester over my CRV, right down to I think my favorite feature, Jeff, was the lane assist was really cool when it came out, but now this Forester has what what do you call it lane keep where it splits the lane down yeah. the middle and and I keeps you in, in the lane. Oh my word, that I'm yeah, getting really spoiled, cool man. We're, the, the, all these <laughs> all these people that are coming out with these innovative ideas in these vehicles, they're spoiling us rotten because. Uh, and it and it I even tested it uh, on our on our road. I let go of the wheel for a minute to see what would happen, and about three seconds later, it beeped and said, "Put your hands back on the wheel." <laughs> it knew <laughs> it knew that my hands weren't on the wheel. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> and then that's so crazy. And then you can also upgrade uh, into the the higher models and get like the driver focus in the Forester, right? Yeah, I think I think you have to get into a limited model or a touring model to get to the driver system. So we've got we're getting all new equipment here at the station uh, this week. It's it's here. We're installing it, and because the earthquake killed all of our old stuff, and so the insurance is replacing this with new stuff. And the new board mm-hmm. has these buttons that each producer can assign a button to himself or, or herself and push that button, and the board will change to how they like it set up and i'm calling it the driver focus producer board because that's what the driver focus does right that's up exactly how you want it exactly that's neat and that's what happens in the driver focus you get in that car it sees oh you want the the seat at this distance and the seat heater on and and things like that right really did the earthquake really knock out that much of the gear yeah uh we had the 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 transmitter site took a big old hit and then the main server that our production equipment was on fried, just cooked. Uh, and so wow. we've literally been held together with USBs and Ethernet c- c- cables since March. <laughs> just holding on for the, the uh, new equipment to get here. And they finally started installing it. And uh, I, uh, I'm so excited because we had really nice gear cool. before. And now we've got like a Ferrari in the like garage. Like the cutting edge, how to run a radio station gear. I am so excited to show it to you soon, Jeff. You will. It is beautiful. It looks like the. Hey, am I ever going to be allowed back in? Yeah, I think I could sneak you in uh, under under <laughs> nightfall uh, or something. But uh, the, uh, the it looks like you're at the control switch for the Death Star. It's incredible. <laughs> it's just the technology on that thing is phenomenal. But anyway. Hey, before we leave uh, for the week, this uh, this story from CNBC, they think the coronavirus uh, pandemic not only has upended auto sales for now, but buying a car will never be the same again. And as you read into what they're talking about, what they're what they're seeing now during COVID, they think will stick around for a long time. But it's what you've been offering already, and it's things like pick up and drop off. It's things like buying, going through the entire process online, not even ever having to go to the store if you don't like to. But they think this is going to be an industry-wide sweeping change in how cars are bought. Do you agree? 
I definitely agree. I mean, I think the online presence, all that stuff is going to make a huge difference in this industry. Because what happened is it forced all these companies into, and it forced even the dealer tracks and the round ones and the vendors that we had to push all these projects that they had down the road up to the forefront. So, like, we have the ability now to send out paperwork like DocuSign. We never were able to do that because our our partners weren't able to do it. Huh. Guess what? In a month and a half, they figured out how to do it. Right. <laughs> it, didn't, it just took a pandemic to do it, but they figured out how to do it. So now if we sell a car to a customer in Oregon, for example, we used to have to FedEx and overnight documents. Now we just can send them an email. They sign, we're good to go. Yeah, you click on your you click a button on your phone and you've signed all the documents. It, exactly, and like that's how it should be. Like if we have a co-signer who can't come in, like we should be able to send them the paperwork and get it signed. And now we're able to do all that stuff, and it's going to make the business a lot better. Uh, they they also in this piece say that the average transaction price of new cars and trucks is nearing forty thousand dollars this year. That's the average price. Obviously, we're below that here in this state. But uh, do you, the the increase in price, do you feel like the pandemic is going to bring that back down, or do you think it's going to stay right there for a little while? It'll stay there. There's yeah. two problems to it. Is that getting, and it's horrible, and we've talked about this a lot of things, but banks are being more and more willing to do longer-term loans. They're doing banks and 84-month loans, which are just crazy. And at the same time, interest rates are so low that you can buy sell a car for forty grand and keep the payment down. Huh. That's but they're just by extending these loans longer and longer and longer. It just causes more and more problems and headaches. Well, be careful when you're getting into those longer loans. Uh, obviously, Jeff, you've advised and still do advise. Don't go over what is it the the six the what, the sixty month would be your max. Don't wait over 60 or 60 months unless the interest rate's going to be the same. 60 or 72, yeah. Yeah, maybe 72 longest, but don't ever go over 72 months. It's just not a good idea. You're, you'll be and upside you down do, in that car before you know it. Yeah. Make sure that you're making extra payments. Sounds like we might be sure. losing Jeff a little on the cell phone there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. It's just oh. breaking up. Yeah, just make sure you're making extra payments if you're going to extend a loan that long. Just make sure you're doing the extra payments because otherwise you're going you're gonna to kill yourself. Yeah. Yep. And you're going to be buried and you're never going to get out from that car. Uh, take it from someone who did that dumb, stupidly once. Yeah. Uh, listen to Jeff. <laughs> Don't extend things <laughs> unless you've got like a, a big old Uncle Sam check coming around the corner that you can then pay half of it off the, the next month. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't do it. Uh, well, it's good to have you back, Jeff. I've missed you. Good to do a live show with you again. And uh, Yeah, it was so fun. One of these days, I think in the near future, we'll get you back here in studio with me. How about that? It would be nice to be back in the studio. I think I can uh, talk to a guy or two and see if we can't look at the books and say, oh, yeah, I think Jeff qualifies to, to come into the studio. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good week, sir. Uh, yeah, I think, they'll, I think they'll let you. Not, not to mention the last name might get you indoors here at this building. So uh, it's a different yeah, family, perfect. obviously, but it's the same name. So they don't need to know. You know. So. Uh, enjoy your time in Oregon, and we'll look forward to having you back on the show. All right, man. Glad to see He's Jeff Miller of Mark Miller Subaru. Eric Jensen behind the glass. I'm Austin Horton. Thanks to Chad, Jack, 
and Alan for calling in today. We'll see you next week on Utah Carsons.